This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. How to, how to, you had to grow some fruit of joy. Amen. Let me break it down to happy and unhappy. Better get some happy. Get your little happy cup. Happy, happy, happy. That's the cup I'm a drinking from. But with joy, see, in the presence of God, that deep artesian well of God. See, we we draw out. The, the things of salvation. And I tell you, you know, uh, you can tell when a song, see, it, it, it's not just us singing to him. He begins to sing over us. And it's when that happens, listen, that God does things. It becomes a song of deliverance. It, it, it becomes from a heart cry from us, God's heart cry over us, and he works deliverances in our life. You will never get into the presence of God. That's why sometimes during praise and worship, you just have to leave people behind. It's, don't look around this one, that one. Don't be easy. You know, close your eyes if you have to. Leave folk behind because it's the one. It's about the one. And I'll tell you, things happen. You can't really get in the presence of God and come away unchanged. He will do something will happen. Something will get on you. If nothing else, that eventually will get in you. I mean, you know, if there's one lesson to be learned from poison ivy. It's not a one time encounter. There's something gets on you. And if you're not careful, it get in you. It'll affect your whole system. Moving right along. Well, I never knew that. Well, everything has a purpose. Amen. <laughs> you mean God made poison ivy to make people miserable? No, God made everything to teach folks a lesson with. To learn a lesson from. Amen. To learn from and to know him from. This is eternal life that they might know him. Jesus Christ, whom you sent, and know the one that sent him. Amen. Uh, we're talking about grace. I just, listen. I'll tell you that I th- my assignment is is, is twofold. Uh, there are there are two things that I think are very important uh, to convey, to know God in, and then to try to convey uh, to you, because you first got to know Him for yourself before you can make Him known. Amen. Amen. And that would be this thing called great grace. Everybody say great grace. And greater love. This is a great year. A year of great and greater. Great grace and greater love. Well, if we get those two things, uh, if we can get some sort of of an understanding, some sort of a handle on things, some, some... some form of a possessing of those two promises, great grace and greater love. That I'll tell you, both of those are sourced in God. They're not controlled by us. They're not earned. They're not deserved. Can't work for it. Can't be good enough. Don't try. Just accept the great grace and be loved by the greater love. That's his perspective of us. Great grace says you can do no wrong. Greater love says if you do wrong, I'll correct you. As a father corrects his children. Amen. Boy, you can't lose for the winning when you got that going for you. Matthew eleven twenty eight. I'm going to quote this out of the uh, Message Bible. But I want to uh, give us something here. The title of this message would be The Pace of Grace. I would add today for the race. As you know, some folks think that life is a series of sprints. And I, I, I'm telling you that short-sightedness. Versus the marathon, which is the long view for the long, over the long run. Listen, I were talking on the back porch this, missing, this, uh, this mission this morning. 
And the wise see the details within the context of the greater picture. But the foolish try to see the greater picture through the detail. It's just the distraction of today. You have to start with the bigger picture and work backwards because you're in there somewhere. But if you, if you just narrow you down to this little narrow view of just how you feel, how it is, how it seems, let the devil and the world define you, see. You know, you'll never see the bigger picture being distracted with the little detail of right now and how it is, how I feel today. Good success in life is making progress in the process of life. And life is a progression. It's a process. There's no cessation of life. Body we leave behind, but we continue on to one destination or the other. The Bible talks about a heaven with God and a hell separated from God. I'll tell you, having lived on both sides of the line, I've experienced heaven on earth. I've experienced some degree of hell on earth. You know what I'm saying in a, in a colloquialism. Just simply a character where that's concerned. And it boils down to heaven on earth is life with God. And hell on earth is life without God. Why would we separate ourselves through a choice eternally? I mean, isn't the trouble of this life trouble enough? Amen. All right. Making progress in the process. See, some of us have marked all of our happiness, all of our success. And you know, listen, there's, you know, you're not going to be happy in life if you don't feel like you're making progress. I mean, find something positive you can make some progress in. Even if it's just a little progress, you know. If you're not happy with how things are, take some steps to, you know, well, I need to lose 50 pounds. Okay, start with four ounces. Because little by little, step by step, day by day, one by one, remember the turtle one. I'll say that again. Little by little, step by step, day by day, one by one. Remember in the story, it's a little children's story, but there's a lot of wisdom there. The turtle one. Amen. Jesus in uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight uh, said this message, Bible. You can put it up there. He said, are you tired? Worn out? Burn out? These are, this is all great contextually from the standpoint that these could refer to the race, right? Are you tired? Are you worn out, burnt out on religion? I'm talking to church folks now. He said this, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how. I'll show you how. He won't show you how until you're all done with your how with you know how. You have to got to realize you don't know how to do happy and blessed. To take a real rest. All that kind of stuff. Are you listening? said, I'll show you how to take a real rest. You know, the Bible, scripturally, in order to be scriptural, we have to have a scripture. And in order for, to have God's will and God's way, we have to have that from God's word. And that word, we're working that word. And he said this about, it's, it's plain. It's just so simple. See, religion complicates everything. But, you know, it's like, you know, I need a break. Probably need more of a breakthrough than a break. You just left off, you just left off half of the equation, which means you're only halfway there. You're not there until you add the other half. You had to keep on till something breaks, then you get a break through. All right. He said this over in uh, the scriptures somewhere. They make this little thing called Google on your phone for those of you who have electronic Bibles. And 
they make these their old paperback versions about this thick a concordance. You can look it up uh, in that. The word rest, and it says this. To enter into God's rest is to stop trying to do it your way on your own in your own strength and to enter give that up and to enter into what he has done in his strength in his own power what he's already done for us because it's a completed work now some of you may 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 be incomplete say you may have all the parts and pieces oh i know that i know that i've got that I've got it right here with the whole box of all my goodies. I just don't have sense enough to know how they go together. It's not working, brother. No, but there is an instruction manual for all the parts and pieces of our life. God will show us how. His rest. He'll show us how that this promise becomes actually a real provision in our life. How you get it off of the page and into your life experience. This is not just some another book. This is the word that God is working that has worked everything that you see. And will continue beyond when this is all gone. The word will create everything new. Moving right along. If you don't understand that, listen... Wednesday nights, uh, also the small groups are available. You'll go twice as far, twice as fast if you're in that big of a hurry. You, you, you act like you're in a hurry. Be nice, Pastor. Be nice. Be nice. It's okay. Shh. Calm down. If you're in a hurry, you want to go twice as far, twice as fast, do what you need to do to do that. Don't just talk it, honey. Walk it. Don't just hear it, do it. My son, attend unto my words. Get some, listen, a father disciplines his children because he loves them. If you don't discipline your child, you don't love them. If you don't correct, son, that, that discipline takes the form of instruction, correction, rebuke. I've been rebuked a time or two, four or five times, both sides of my times. Until it got my attention. And once my attention was got, I could be instructed. After I was corrected. And sometimes the correction needed to be a rebuction. Amen. Hallelujah. It's okay. I knew it. God will get you. I knew it. They told me that. I knew God would get me. No, God doesn't get you. He tries to get your attention. He'll let you make choices and the consequences will catch up with you and get you. And then he'll go, may I have your attention, please? There's another way that's better. Amen? <gasps> you just took away my right inability to blame God for everything. Well, I got burnt out on that religious notion a long time ago. So anyway, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. I thought you were going to let us sit down and do nothing. Walk with me. And work with me. I thought we were going to take a rest. Walk with me. And work with me. And watch how I do it. Learn of me. One translation says learn me. See to learn of me and to learn me is to learn. And he says learn. That the message says learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Now how we know that we're off pace or out of time. Out of rhythm is a lot of times we're trying too much too soon. Or we run the other uh, end of the gamut. We're too little, too late. See, there's such a thing as too fast, and you get way out ahead of God, and there's such a thing as too slow, and you're not keeping time with God and walking with God. But in tune and in time is balance. We find and discover a wonderful harmony together with God. It's hard to walk with God without agreeing with God. Let me help you if you just argue all the time with God. 
How's that working out for you? Have you really ever won, a, won one of those arguments? Because in the pig pen, sometimes we look up and say, you know what, I had it better God's way. Oh, I've been to the pig pen a time or two in my life. How about you? Don't answer that. Your neighbor will think bad of you because after all, we're trying to be real hard to be religious here today. Let's go to Hebrews, the 12th chapter. I've got to hurry because religion tells me I've got to be out by 12 o'clock. It's 11 right now for those of you that are keeping score. <gasps> but hurry, Tucker, if I say it ain't my nature, I can't do it. All right. Hebrews uh, 12 and 1. Cindy goes, come on, just say it. <laughs> said, you talk so slow, it's a wonder we even were able to get married. And it came to the, I, 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 I will, I do, I think, I might. No, I did. I've done. Now I'm going to keep on doing with the same girl. Amen. Because this is a process. It's a journey together. And boy, I'm going to tell you what, now she has taken me down some roads. I mean, but we win together and we lose together because together... Is what we decided and chose. Amen. All right. Verse number, uh, uh, chapter number 12, verse one, the Amplified Bible. It says this. Therefore, let me actually go up to 11. And because therefore connects where we were, what's previous, what came before with, with what he's saying now. And therefore... You, we, we can't we'll say, well, what's that there for? What, what's the context of that? Well, he, it's the great 11th chapter of Hebrew is the, is the great chapter of faith in God. Living by faith. The just shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. See, faith isn't something you get one time. You get the measure, but then you want to put that measure to work and grow it strong. Grow it greater. Amen. It have more capacity and capability in our life to trust God, to believe God, because when life gets bigger, that's how we meet it. We over, this is the victory that overcomes whatever comes in the world, even our faith. Are you listening? So on the inside, we want to be able to, to hear God say, now listen, you're bigger than that. You're bigger than this. This is just the devil. And you're better than him. I'm in you. I'm for you. I'm the greater one. And I'm doing a greater work. What I did is greater than what the devil's doing. See, because at the, at the... Well, let's go forward here just a little bit. Verse 39... In chapter 11 it says, And all of these, talk about all these people he describes living by faith and overcome the world. It said they, they won divine approval by means of their faith. In other words, God was pleased. God is pleased with faith. It's impossible to please God. Impossible to please God without faith. So there's a faith that pleases God. Are you listening? All right. God's looking for faith. When he looks at you, he's just looking for faith. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? And he's talking about the kind of faith that perseveres, that persists, that stays with it until it has the breakthrough. Amen. Anybody can quit. They're all around us. Anybody can cow down, bow down, and just excuse away their life. Anybody can do that. Talk to them for five minutes and you'll hear 15 excuses about why they're the victim. When you stand at the Y in the road of the course and you get to choose to be a victor or a victim, you do whatever you want to do. But there's a dime a dozen down that other road. And everybody patting everybody on the back. Or, uh, why it didn't work out. Why I can't. Why I ain't. Why I am like I am. If it hadn't been for that wicked mean woman. I got a woman mean as she can be. No. See, that's not our theme song in life. Well, my mama was mean. My daddy was poor. We always been sick. 
Well, at some point in time, listen, take on that you you know, you your heavenly father's not poor. He's not sick. He ain't poor mouthing. He's not excusing. He just finds a reason and get her done. And gets her done. Amen. Are you listening? You can just say, Well, you know, I mean the devil made me do it. No, he didn't make you do it. You chose to do it with him. Oh, you're being hard and harsh now. Although I tell you what, now I'm telling you the truth. If, if it's a slap your mama truth, better are the blows of a friend than the kisses of an enemy. The devil says, no, now you're all right. It don't take all of that. Just keep on being like you are. Amen. Just keep on being. If the devil can get you, uh, let me tell you, he tracks your life. Amen. He knows you're habitually this way or that way. It's your habit to do certain things. He'll lay a trap and a snare for you. And you'll fall right headlong into it and make an excuse of why you're there. Because he trapped you. Because he studied you. Because he knew you. Because you wouldn't change. Because you wouldn't take a different road. You wouldn't listen to God. Anyway, move right along. Learn of me. Learn me. Uh Because God had us in mind and had something better and greater in view for us so that they, those heroes and heroines of faith, should not come to perfection apart from us before we could join them. Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us... Now listen, I believe there's a cloud of witnesses... I don't believe that that people that have gone before us know every little detail, but they know if you're on course. They know if you're in the kingdom. They know if you're bumping the edges. Are you listening? Amen? I got a great-grandmother prayed prayers over me when I didn't have stuff enough to know that that was actually a prayer. She's watching. I got a, a grandmother that prayed prayers over me, didn't even know how to pray, but just said, God, help him, and God used that. Watching from heaven's banister. Are you listening? i got people around me watching me. Some of them are hoping I'll fail. It's all right. I'm not performing for them. It isn't that. Are you listening? I'm mindful of that, but I'm looking. I'm not going to do certain things because Jesus is watching. Jesus, I'm running with Jesus. And Jesus, I can't get him to go there or to say that or to be that or to do that. He ain't going to inhabit unbelief and doubt and fear and cussing and carrying on. He's not in the excuse. Are you listening? He'll go find somebody without an excuse that just wants to have a reason. Glory to God. Now, don't be mad because it takes a little while. I watched a... a I watched a, a, a movie one time. It was, uh, uh, I th- what was it, The Nation of Jones or something. It was about slavery back in the day. And there was one brother that had put a big old collar on him. And, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, the free state of Jones. And, and, he, and, and one day he said, we're going to get that off of you. And so they knew that where they were hiding out, the hammer blows... We're going we're gonna to alert people to where they were. And that could be their downfall. But freedom was more important to whoever was offended or this or that or whatever. Are you listening? Sometimes I have to strike a note a little harder to get that yoke broken off of you. And, religious, and religion gets offended with it. Are you listening? And those that, it, that are comfortable in bondage are uncomfortable when freedom comes Pounding on the yoke. I don't care. You ought to have the opportunity to be free. And if you want to pick it up and put it back on, that's your business. But if you're here today, you're not going out the same way that you came in. You're at least going to hear it. You're at least going to hear it. You can do with it what you want to do. That's my only responsibility. Now, I pray for you. I love you. Oh, I long over you. I, I you know, travail over you. But And the final analysis, I also realize it's you. You got to choose for you. My choice will not override yours. No way. Well, it says this. Let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight that sin 
that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to and entangles us and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. According to the scriptures here, there is an appointed course of the race that is set before us, us all. Let me give you a definition of happiness. Staying in your lane. It says the race, but there's an appointed course within that race that's been set before you. Stay in your lane. You'll be happy. Live the life God's given you. Don't compare yourself to everybody else. Turn to your neighbor and say, stay in your lane. Amen. God's still working on you. Let God do a work in you and let God do a work for you. Amen. Pastor Sandy tries to get me to stay up late at night. I go to bed early. I try to get her up early in the morning. She said, don't bother me till such and such a time. Amen. Stay in your lane. And we're happy. After, you know, 42 years of marriage. She needs her space. I got grace to give her space. Amen. Hallelujah. And I know she's not going, you know, she ain't going to invade my time or space. That girl ain't getting up that early in the morning, I'm going to tell you right now. And I'm not going to invade hers because I ain't staying up that late at night. <laughs> it ain't that hard. <laughs> Y'all making it, you know, oh, I'm going to change her. Oh yeah, baby, how's that working out for you? Amen. I'll guarantee you go, unhappiness. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Know Jesus for yourself. Don't be satisfied with knowing about Him. Know Him. Stay in your lane. That's where He wants to show you Himself. Be you and be happy. Be a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let Him lead the way. For you run to win, absolutely. But remember that first place in this race is already won and already done. It's been reserved For the one, listen, I have learned that he is first place. Happiness for me is running close second. As a young person in life, I just thought these things are going to be necessary to my happiness. Mm -hmm. To any form of joy in the journey. I'm going to have to have these things. But I, I learned that there were... That life is a great exchange that, I, that in order to have the new, I have to be willing to give up some of the old. And in order to have the better, I have to give up some of the stuff that's not better. I, in order to have God, I have to give up some of my own self. You know, not, nothing, nothing... Nothing really that you could measure, you know, uh, with the world's measurement. Just fears and worries and anxieties. Things like offenses and unforgiveness and grudges and regrets and shamefuls and the guilty verdicts that are placed on us by ourselves or others. You know, the things like the world's ways and means of... False measures and pleasures, the flesh, the old nature, just living like a natural man. I believe that these things are weights, as the Bible says, and they weigh us down. There's baggage that become heavy burdens that hinder true happiness, any progress in our life. They don't just slow us down. They stop us. The Bible says these are the sins or the missing of the mark that clings and entangles us so easily to just have an attitude and let that attitude just boil over into an action from unrenewed minds and unchanged and unchangeable hearts that are not helpful not helpful not helpful to happiness you know this great pursuit of happiness uh, to enjoy the journey 
I just never thought of God and happy in the same sentence. I know. That revelation knowledge has been reserved for those who really want to know him. Because if you're just satisfied with just knowing about him, guess what? Unhappy is where you're always going to live. <laughs> well, you never know what God's going to do. Probably break your leg, kill your dog, and, you know, do something to your wife. And, and uh, uh, you know, but you never know what God's going to do. Well, I love him anyway. No, you don't. You're lying. How could you love a God you can't trust to be good to you? How could you, how could you ever live with somebody that's one way one day, one way the next day, and you never know which way they're going to be? God is unchanging God. He has told us how He is. He is love. He is light. He is good. Period. And all the other stuff ain't from Him. It's from the other one. Are you listening? And how we get the lines, you know, we get the lines blurred. Listen, this will clarify everything to you. Everything. Amen. Wait until the light comes if you're still in the dark. Wait with God. Wait on God's answers for your life. There's been some stuff, has been years to break out of the woods and to get into an open place. Amen. Come on now. It's okay. I'm going to finish myself. It's 1120 something or other. According to the red letters, amen. It's written in red. Run with patient endurance, steady and active persistence. It's going to take some perseverance to prevail, to overcome. To possess, to live happy with Jesus and then live happily ever after with Jesus. Let me give you the happiness prescription. Is there such a thing? Absolutely. It goes down just, if you keep on reading, see, just be a little more persistent to not just take one verse of scripture, read the next one. Here's what it says. It says this, uh, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. So, so listen, we have to look away from all that would distract from Jesus in order to look to Jesus and refuse to be distracted, dissuaded, are you listening, from Jesus. Long I keep him in sight. Now I don't, I don't give Jesus a whole day's head start on me and I'll say I'll catch you later. I'll be with you tomorrow. The boy can run. He's on a mission. He's on purpose. He's moving. God's moving. We're going to do the day. Are you listening? Well, I need a vacation. Then do it with Jesus. But make sure that he, remember, he said, I'll show you how to take a rest. Most of us want to rest. You know, that's not, we're created on the good work. Say W-O-R-K. It's a four letter word. W-O-R-K. Oh, I'm just trying to get, the Bible says the lazy are oppressed by work. The diligent find freedom in it. I'm working on a building, working on a building, working on a building with my Lord. I'm working on a... We work. We're created to work. We're, we're, you know, I remember one guy, you know, guy threatened me over stuff, you know, because we had a showdown about Sunday. I recognize it. I didn't want to say, don't be unkind. I didn't want to say, devil, you trying to get my son, ain't you, son? I got you. I signed your paycheck. I said, no, sir, you might sign my paycheck, but God's my employer. Understand? He can use somebody else to sign a paycheck for all I can. For all, you got me 10 hours a day. Six days a week sometimes, if necessary. You leave my Sunday alone. He blinked first. He, kind of, he stomped off, come back and said, well, well, I changed my mind. We're not going to work late tonight. It's Wednesday. 
I said, I thought so. Because it come just enough time to get home, take a shower, and get to church. That one was when I was leaving. Here's your keys. <gasps> I could never do that. Well, you know, until you get to the place that, that you can do that, you're going to have things that will be distracting to you because you still think you've got to earn a living. You've got to be your own source of supply. Are you listening? If the devil can break you, he will. If the devil can make you, he will. If the devil can... Are you listening? If there's, a, if there's a crack, he'll exploit it. Amen. Uncompromisingly righteous. There's some things I won't compromise on. Are you listening? I only have eyes for this girl. I will not look at a girl and undress her with my eyes. If I have to look the other way, go into the next room, drive off in my car. Are you listening? I refuse to do that. Sandy says, sometimes, did you see the shoes that they had on? I said, Sandy, I don't look at people that way. All right? Because look at the shoes. I got to go down the whole line. I said, I look at folk face. Talking about female folk. I look at their face. Did you see their shoes? No. No, I made a covenant with my eyes. I'd only see their face. And they would be a sister or a mother. Not a lover. You're the only one I look at that way. And baby, you looking fine today. eh? I like the way your shoes look on you. And that's okay. You got to look away from all that will distract to Jesus. Jesus goes, that's the one right there. That's the only one you can look at that way. Amen. This day right here, that's the only day I ask of you. And that's the only one I'm going to, I require you sacrifice. And you stand for it and I'll give it to you. But you're going to have to stand for it. Why? The word. The presence of God. I got to show up and bring my gift as a worship. Not worshiping at the world's altar. You're going to work me like a slave. No, sir, Bob, I'm free. I like having a discussion, he said, about slaves and stuff like that. And the black guy that was there, he says, I'm not a slave. God set me free. I'm not a slave nobody. He looked at him incredulously and he said, see, because freedom is on the inside. I'm free to follow God. God's never failed me. I've lost contracts, I, you know, making a stand like that. I don't care. Let some old devil dog paint your old house. I don't care. Amen. You got an issue with me telling you about Jesus. That was probably the only reason I was here was to tell you about Jesus. And if you're offended with that, God will make the money up for me. But you're not going to forget me. Amen. Because I told you. I wasn't shoving nothing down your throat. But apparently you just choked on just a little bit of Jesus while we're buying the paint and everything. Hallelujah. I don't never get offended. I'm not going to be offended. That's not going to stay with me. That would distract me. What other people reject, you know, and people reject me all the time. Not really me. It's just, you know, the Lord just goes, you know, hey, you know, if they don't like me, why you think they're going to like you? It's not me that you, it's not you that they're rejecting, son, it's me. You just don't worry about it. I'll take care of all that, you know. I'm, I'm the great opportunity for you to have more Jesus. As far as my part is concerned, if you don't want to come, hey, when we get before God, you know, and he rolls out your life and everything, then I say, why didn't you listen to him? I didn't like him. You know, he yelled a lot. Talked about his wife a lot and all that kind of stuff. You know, I didn't like the carpet. It wasn't soft enough. The chairs were too hard, too soft, too green. It was too warm, too cold, too rainy, too wet, too dry. I don't know. I just didn't want to go. It's like, oh, well. He'll look at me, you know, did you do your part? Go, yes, sir. I mean, I studied, I prayed, I believed God. I showed up just like they were going to be there. Where were you? Well, I, 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 I say, well, you go on now. I'm going to deal with them right now. You go on. You did what you're supposed to do. Go on. Go on now. Ain't your problem. I just learned to not wait till we get to that day. I realize that's how it is right now. Praise God. Didn't it? We don't care about folks. Of course we do. Amen. But we don't let the fickleness of foolishness of people distract us from following Jesus. Amen. Because he's the author. He's the source. He's the source of our happiness. 
Amen. There's sometimes past Sandy gets so unhappy with me. Not very often lately. I've learned, you know, you don't get this pretty hair. I've learned. I, I, I started looking in the mirror and I go, where did all that, where, where did all that pretty brown hair grow? And then, I, and, and then it, it's like I started seeing me like God saw me. It says that gray hair is a crowning glory in life, you know, that you, you live to start growing old. That God, put, he just says, you know what, you look better in, 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 in let, let's make some pretty white hair for you. Amen. It's a badge of honor. It is. It's the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. Looking to Jesus, who is the leader, the source of our faith for the race. And the Bible says he's the finisher. Now, how he finished was for the joy, the happy to do it, God's will, God's way, and God's time. There are joys that have been set before us. Joys. Joys. The Bible says that in the eternal reward there are joys. It said, enter into the joys that have been prepared for you of my Father. Joys. Amen. But there's some joys here on this earth, isn't there? I'll tell you, it's a joyous thing to be free. No matter what comes, this or that or the other, that you found your happy place and you know how to live in that circle. And you don't live in that circle separate, you know. I mean, you know, there are times that, you know, I mean, I've had people tell me, talk to the hand. I'm not talking. I don't want to talk to the hand. I want to talk to your heart. Can't get past your dumb, stupid head right now. But anyhow, I'm not talking about anybody here. It's novel ideas that God is happy and he wants to, to get us where we're supposed to go is to find that place in him and to live in that grace in him that he started this good work of blessed be blessed you're beloved now be blessed and the amplified bible jesus expounded on that the original blessing first words the man heard god blessed him saying be fruitful be Be who I made you to be. Be fruitful. Produce. Work. Work with me. Walk with me. Talk with me. Work with me. Enjoy the the progress in the process. Being fruitful. Increasing. Filling the earth. And having dominion. Jesus Expounded on, he goes, blessed are those that, you can do that for your homework, it's over there in Matthew. But the Amplified does, says, blessed, happy, prosperous, to be envied. Blessed, first definition of blessed, happy, prosperous, to be envied. When you hear the word blessed now, it ought to, We ought to hear that. Blessed, Jesus said. I'm going to explain this to you one more time. What it means when I say blessed are they that do this or that or whatever. He goes, blessed, happy. See, we can can assign all these other measurements to it. But Jesus assigned the happiness. He goes, blessed is going to express itself in your happy. Happy. Not the world's kind of happy, but God's kind of happy. Amen? Happy, happy, happy. I'm just good. All the time. All the time. I'm good. Hey, whatever happens, whatever folks choose, whatever you choose, I'm happy. And if you ever get unhappy with that choice, come see me. We'll do it another way. I've got a better way. Amen? You don't, if if I can say anything to you young people, I'm going to tell you what, make that the goal. Make that the bullseye. Happy. Don't buy into what the world says where that's concerned. Let God show you what it really is. See? Walk with God. Work with God. Don't be, don't be mad or all tore up if God says, no, 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 not that. You know, I've never, you know, there have been a lot of, I've had some people say God will never say no. Well, yes, he does. God will never say don't. Yes, he does say no and don't to things. The same way you would your child. The stuff that's not good for us, it's all in the book. You can read it. Well, that's the law. I'm not under the law. 
Well, I hope you don't take that stance when you get in your car and start driving down the road and start doing things that are not, quote, under the law but against the law. My prayer is that let the blue light show up for us before they kill somebody and this self. Well, I'm not under the law. I'm going down to Piggly Wiggly and get me a big old piece of steak. And I'm walking right out that door because God is my provider and all things have been made by him, created for him. And I know he'd want me to have that piece of steak. These people just need to understand how to live by faith. And they're going to go, excuse me. I'm not under the law. <laughs> oh, not yet, honey. But that kind of stuff is going to get you a free ride in the blue light special. And we're going to have some questions to answer around here because it don't exactly work that way. Of course you're under the law. Oh, no, I'm not under the law. Honey, your rear end's under gravity right now. You're going to have to exert some force and lift to get you out of that chair. Because gravity... Moving right along, anyway, I'm just, i way down and, you know, belaboring a point. This is not a, a science or physics class, is it? You had enough? Y'all good? Yeah, we've had way more than what we can take, Pastor. <clears throat> Let me ask you something about knowing Jesus, about following him. About starting with him, staying with him, finishing with him. Are you? I'm not doing that in a mean way. I'm glad, I'm glad that there was a confrontation in my life, Eve. That God confronted me. That God saw the way that I was on. It was the road that I thought was all right, but it was leading to hell and destruction. And he confronted me. And you know the guy that he used to confront me? He offended me. He pissed me off. <gasps> you said the word pissed. It's a Bible word. He that pisseth on the wall. Moving right along. I'm digging way out over in the weeds, ain't I? <gasps> oh, you heard worse than that this week, honey. You said worse than that this week. So moving right along over here. He ticked me off. But I'm glad. He confronted me. Are you born again? Don't you know what that is? I'm an Aquarius. According to the horoscope, those are the, all. They, those people are always right. Everybody else is always wrong. I told him. I said, "I'm Aquarius myself." <laughs> he goes, "That's not what I'm talking about." Well, what are you talking about? Born again? I read it in the back of the Mother Earth News. What in the heck? You know, does that mean? What What does that mean? It's always more colorful when you say, what in the, does that mean? See, because he's shocking me, I need to shock him back. It's blow for blow. Amen? He said, well, no, that, being born again means that, you know, you've asked Jesus into your heart and asked him to forgive you of your sins, and now he's really getting close to me. Sins? What sins? The only sin I see is you talking to me. I told him, he told me, he said, you know, you you become a Christian. Give your life to God, follow Jesus. I go, oh, no, no, I'm not that. I can assure you, I'm not that. But I thank God he confronted me. I thank God when I, I thank God when, when uh, we moved out in the country, then I'd toast my Michelob to the ladies that were waving when we went by that would pick up my little girl to take her to church. I'd say, you know, hey, girls, appreciate it. Just want you to know, don't get near me. You can have the little one. But I'm all good. Amen. That was a mistake. Don't never toast with a Michelob people that know how to pray. Don't do that. Don't call attention to thyself. Do not wave a red flag and say, I am a rank, raunchous sinner in need of prayer. Don't do that. It's like, how stupid. It's like the devil goes, go ahead, flash your man. And you go, hush, oh, I'm a kahalata, Jesus. That kahalata boy, Mickey Lobie, I mean, Shobi Hobie Roby. You need to get him. <laughs> and he did. Whoo, I'll assure you, the time they got done with me, I knowed what born again was. 
show off, fool. <laughs> Don't do stuff like that. Those praying people are dangerous. Them folks that know God will get you. Don't call attention to your stupidity. Amen. You just wave at a flag. I mean, you know, I'm sure they got there and said, girls, we need to pray. That sweet little darling child living with a pervert down there. Her daddy ain't got sense enough to come out of the rain. Toasted me with the beer he did. Oh, girls, we need to pray. And they get the white handkerchief out. Woo-hoo, Jesus. Save the sinner down the road. I'll tell you what now. It was over shortly. It didn't go but a few months. Amen. I was on the carpet hearing about the worm that dieth not. And the, you know, I mean the fire that is not quenching the worm that dieth not. And you know, and you're going to hell. And it's like, I know that. Tell me how to escape. Is there any way out? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Follow Jesus. Are you following him? Do you know him? And I'll tell you what, when God turned me around, I knew God for myself. I'll spend the rest of my time, I can't help it, I've got to make him known. He's the only one I know that can save. He's the only one I know that can give you true happiness. He's the only one I know that makes me happier than anything or anyone on this earth. He's the, he is my definition of happiness. You want to know what happiness is? It's life with Jesus. You want to know what unhappiness is? Because I've lived on both sides of the line. It's life without him. And anytime I'm bumping the edges of unhappy, I look whether or not I'm still with him. And with him right now, it's not just the initial, you know, experience where he says, now come follow me. He threw something on me and said, now you come follow me. All right. It's this. I'm not going to allow much space between me and him. I, I'm, I'm going to. I need to be that close second. I need to be with him, walking with him, working with him, seeing how he does it in time and in, in place. And that that unforced rhythm of grace for my life. How about you? You here today? Pastor Ron's going to come. I know I've taken a long time, but, you know, it took you a long time to get like you are. To get in that kind of pickle and predicament that you're in. And I know we're all smiling. I'm good, Pastor. I'm not under the law and I'm perfect. You understand? I only came here because I knew it would make you feel good. I do feel good that you're here. I prayed that you'd be here. I prayed that somehow or other. Boy, I tell you what, I've, I have gone to great lengths to even open a Coca-Cola. When I didn't have the right, you know, clumsy and all that, I've used screwdrivers, jackknives. I've gone to my door of my car. Can't do that no more. Everything's plastic. But the old cars, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what, the old 57? I mean, jam that thing up in the door. I mean, cool. You weren't just drinking Kuka, uh, Kuka, uh, cola. I mean, you were cool while you were doing it. Amen. Press the girls. I mean, jam it up in the door. Look at there. Here, baby. I often talk too much, too long, too strong. I want you to hear my heart. I want to stay in this thing for the long run. Race, the race shouldn't be done yet. Add some perseverance and persistence to your faith. Determine no matter what comes, no matter what happens, in this I'm going to know Him. And my life is going to be about knowing Him and making Him known. And I have my own lane to run. I can't choose for you, I have to choose for me. But as for me, I'm going to run hard after Jesus. I'm still running hard after Jesus. I tell you, I follow people, and that's what I look for now. Phil, that's what I look for. I look for gray hairs up in front of me that after 20, 30, 40 years, 50, they're still running hard as they can after Jesus. I'll follow that. I'll follow those that are following the Lord in that. Because i got to finish. It's not just about starting. It's not about all I have stumbled and fallen 
and been broken so many times, but it's about finishing. Finishing the course that's set in front of me. How about you today? I wonder if you're here today, you've never started. Could I have your attention for just a minute? I want to pray for you. Because I'll tell you no better day to start in a new and a fresh way and start with God. Start here. Start now. Start today with God. Forget about what has happened. The old thing needs just it's in the past. You cannot go forward looking in the rear view mirror. You cannot get rewarded living in regret. You understand? It's for the joy that's set in front of you. Amen. And if you don't know how or why or when or all that kind of stuff, I'm telling you change will come if you keep on running with God. You keep on running with the Lord Jesus. You keep on following His leadership in your life. And you know, funny thing about Him, change isn't really struggled for and all that kind of stuff. It just all of a sudden, you know, the truth stacks up, stacks up, stacks up, and just and just catapults the lies off of our life. The believing starts stacking up and overwhelm all the fears and doubts and unbelievings. And all of a sudden it dawns on us. We begin to want to be more like Jesus than ever before. If you're here today, every head bow, every eye closed, you don't know Jesus for the very first time, I want to give you that opportunity. It's as simple as wanting to, being willing. He'll do all the rest. Saving was all his idea and it's all his work. You just have to want to. You're here today, say, Pastor, I'm not saved. Would you? Would you just acknowledge that? Lift up your hand. You're not in front of people. No one else is looking around. It's a private thing before you and God. But you need Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for that hand and your honesty. Anyone else? Well, then let's all pray this prayer together. And when we do, now listen, it's not so much the words. Words have power, but it's what you intend in your heart. And If you'll open your heart, God will come in. God will come in. Say, dear Jesus, dear Jesus, I'm going to follow your lead. I want to be a true follower of your Lordship. I declare you're my master. From this moment on, you're my Lord. And I'm yours. And I'll follow you all the days of my life. Help me, Lord, to know I'm forgiven and all's forgotten. Help me to leave the old and embrace the new. But I believe in you. I believe I am born again. I'm yours from now on and forever. Amen. If you meant that prayer, now say, listen, amen. There'll be people up here that will help you with that. And I'm going to tell you how you seal the deal in that. You find somebody, all right, not everybody, but somebody. It's important. You just say, you know what? I gave my heart to Jesus today. I prayed that prayer with pastor. No one else is looking around, but I just want you to know. I feel like I can trust you, you know, uh, with this, but I want you to know. And they'll celebrate with you, and they'll help you with your first steps uh, uh, and pray with you beyond that. Amen? As for the rest of, uh, as for the rest of us, I'll tell you, I, I, maybe there's a, a, a person or two in here that has got weary in the well-doing. Some of you don't really so much need a, day, a dose of more faith. You need us to fill up the other shaker. The other jug of patience has run dry. Not willing to wait any longer. Uh, you set your own time frame on it. And you know somehow or other, I don't know why God will wait three days more. I don't know why God sometimes will, will make us wait. But it's in the waiting that is the making or the breaking. Sometimes the making has to come through the breaking of our own ideas and our own time frames and our own will and our way. I love that song. It's a contemporary song. It said, I would have thought by now you would have come down. You would have taken all of this away. And God, if it's really you, why would I have to wait? But there's something that happens to us, doesn't Miss Bertha, in the waiting? We grow, and an expectancy comes, and something new is birthed and born in our life. 
know God in a new way, way we never thought or dreamed or hoped to desire. Is that you here today? I just want to encourage you for a moment. God forbid that you come in discouraged and go out even more that way. No, I'm going to tell you what, this hasn't been a bad word, it's been a good word. It's a verse of scripture in the Bible that says that God said in Proverbs, he goes, I have decided to release these words to you this day because, see, he does a work through his words when his words are heard. Not just here, but here. When his words are embraced, his work begins. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.